hardwired for victory. In the word of the Lord, Isaiah, the ninth chapter, beginning at the second verse, and then First Peter, beginning at the third chapter and verse 18. Isaiah 9 and 2, both references will be from the New King James Version. And the word of God reads as thus. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Somebody say a great light. Those who dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest. Somebody shout harvest. As men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you have broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. For every warrior's sandal from the noisy battle and garments rolled in blood will be used for burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government, someone say the government, shall be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Well, here's the part we need to get to, and of the increase of his government. For those of you that said that's a Christmas scripture, the increase of his government and peace there shall be no what that means it's everlasting upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward even forever shout forever the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this first Peter three eighteen says for Christ also suffered once for sins how many times the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, that he might what? Being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the spirit, by whom also he went and preached to the saints, to the spirits in prison, who formerly were disobedient when once the divine long suffering waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was being prepared in which a few, that is eight souls were saved through water. There is also an antitype, say antitype, which now saves us. Baptism, not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Somebody say the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven, say into heaven, and is at the right hand of God. Angels and authorities and powers having been made subject to him. Father, have your way in Jesus' name. The word of God is the herald who announces to all of the spheres of creation the Almighty's express intention and purpose. Cloaked within the word are the mysteries of God's eternal kingdom and its triumph over all of its adversaries. Whether you are at an elementary level of understanding the word, one of the simplest truths that is to be discovered is that we win. Somebody tell your neighbor, say we win. From Genesis to Revelation, there is a hard-hitting fact that only a mustard seed of faith is required to cause any sincere seeker to experience the reality of. And that reality is that because of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we are absolutely established in God's consummate victory. Doesn't it feel good to be a part of the winning team? And I put in my notes here, we can insert a praise right here because it really doesn't matter. And I know you've heard me say this before and I'm getting too excited, but it really doesn't matter what it looks like because we already know what the conclusion of the matter is. And so if you are an intelligent and spiritual and thinking person, it means that no matter what the hellfire looks like all around you, I mean, even if it's burning your skin and, and, and singeing your hair, you can look through the flames and see that on the other side, there's nothing but victory. The scripture says in the Kei in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. 
And the word was God. He was in the beginning with God and all things. Somebody say all things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made. This is important for us to recognize that everything begins with a word. Somebody say everything begins with a word. I know y'all don't like it because you think it's just your emotion, but it doesn't begin with your emotion. Every experience and performance of God in your life begins with a declaration. That's why it's important for you in this season to sit under the caliber of word that has the power to announce something over your life. Come on, I know we've heard too many Bible stories, some of them one time too many, but we have to come to the place where our ears are circumcised to hear a word because the word determines everything somebody say it begins with a word it's important that we recognize that jesus christ is the carnation the incarnation of the word of god somebody say the incarnation Colossians 1 and 15 says that he is the image of the invisible God, which means you can't see the Father, but you can see Jesus. He is the firstborn over all of creation. Hebrews 1 says that he is the heir of all things and that God the Father made the universe through him. Somebody say he made the universe. Uh, say it one more time. Say he made the universe. That means I don't have to stop short of worshiping the universe if I have the creator of the universe. Y'all not going to say it. If I have the creator of the universe in me, I don't got to meditate and see what the universe is going to do. If I recognize who I really am and what's really in me, I can command the universe to produce whatever my God has called it to produce. Somebody say he made the universe. Hebrews says that he is the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person who upholds all things by the word of his power. Somebody shout power. We learned an interesting word on Christmas morning. It's called hypostasis, and it reveals to us that God had the ability to create an entity that was all the way him, yet was separate from him. So when he created the word, the Bible says that the word was with him in the beginning and that everything was made through the word, but that the word was also God. Well, how can you be God and be with him? I don't know. It's the mystery of godliness. Somebody say hypostasis. It means that Jesus Christ as the word or the logos is the speaking concept of God. Somebody say speaking concept. Ephesians 4 says that at one, that this same one descended, uh, is the one who ascended higher than all of the heavens that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Somebody say Ephesians 4 and 10. We understand that that word in the Greek that he might feel all things is pleru, which means to bring all things to the express image of God's design. Somebody say his design. So this lets us know that all things in creation have a pre-wiring with the fulfillment of God's work. Genesis 1 and 3, I'm building a case, says let there be light. Somebody say light. He wasn't just talking about illumination, but the Hebrew word for light, there is a word spelled O-W-R, which means that he spoke his presence into the universe. Somebody say his presence. It means all that is light. It means all that is God. The first thing he did, he didn't turn the light switch on, but he impregnated the entire landscape of creation with his divine design and purpose. The alpha and the omega means that the work is already completed. Somebody say it's already done. Even while the process is still underway, because of the hard wiring of the earth and heaven spheres with God's intention, it means that all of creation has to recognize that it has been designed to give God praise and to fulfill his purpose. This is how the Lord Jesus Christ, as the living word, could say that if you choose to hold your peace, if you choose not to praise him, if you choose not to acknowledge him in the midst of what you're going through, he says there are are some rocks here that will begin to cry out well how is it that the rocks are going to cry because even the rocks are hardwired for God's purpose even the rocks recognize y'all not going to say nothing that on the other side of their rock experience that there's nothing but victory 
victory so that if you don't open your mouth and begin to praise him there's some broken up pieces of stone that have enough victory in them to begin to give God praise I wish I had somebody in here that could recognize oh come on redemption has a love story you have been hardwired for victory open your mouth and give him a shout God doesn't leave it, take your seats, up to humanity's understanding and cooperation only because his own integrity is on the line. That means that it has to come to pass. Tell your neighbor it has to come to pass. Tell your other neighbor it has to come to pass. But it has to come to pass not because you have faith. It has to come to pass not because you ran around the church. It has to come to pass not just because you sowed your greatest seed, but it has to come to pass because God's own integrity is on the line. Even if you choose not to bless him, he's got hosts in heaven that said, God, but you promised them that this was going to happen. Come on, y'all not saying nothing. So there are some things in your life that are going to come to pass simply because his own integrity is on the line. He's interjected a clause. Somebody say a clause that even if you become fickle and begin to retreat that even if the testing of your faith gets the best of you that even in an apostate generation where the faith of many is waxing cold and there's going to be a falling away in some cases God has got to swear by himself because there's nobody greater to swear by that means that the promises of God and this victory is so secure that even your enemy knows that the word is going to come to pass. I don't know if you've been measuring the activity of enemies in this season, but the enemies are a little frantic right through here. They're in a frenzy because they're recognizing that everything they tried to do has failed. I know y'all not going to tell the truth, but I got my own victory to get right through here. The enemy is losing his mind because he's looking at something that's about to happen. He's looking at everything he tried to do to shut you up but you still talking he's looking at everything he tried to do to stop you in your path but you're still walking I don't know who I'm prophesying to this morning but on resurrection Sunday you ought to make up your mind that if God brought you through everything that you've experienced thus far that he's gonna bring you all the way through to the fulfillment of what he said I need about three people to open your mouth and give him Oh, come on, you got to praise him like you really believe it. I'm almost done. Praise him like you know it's about to. Take your seats. The archives of heaven declare the handiwork of God. Psalm 19 and 1 says, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. Somebody say the heavens. Somebody say the heavens. The heavens are so full of the glorious manifestation of God's plan that the heaven itself begins to prophesy to the earth what it sees. This is how the psalmist could say that the heavens and the earth are full of the glory of God. Well, what does it really mean? It means the manifestation of God. Somebody say the manifestation. I don't know who I'm interjecting this here for, but you better get ready. Just say get ready. I know T.D. Jakes coined it, but I hear it in my spirit. Just tell somebody to get ready. That mean, come on, that means just 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 clean the house. Just 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 dust off that dusty ledge. Just get things in preparation because it's a I feel like preaching because something is about to come down your row. I wish somebody would open your mouth like you really believe. That you've got the power to turn the circumstance around by your confession. I dare you to declare I'm ready. You better get ready. Take your seats. To see in the earth what you have only heard the heavens talking about. Oh, y'all not going to leave. I said you better get ready to see. What you have only dreamt about that seems so far-fetched to your carnal mind. You better get ready. God, I feel the oil in here. You better get ready for what the prophet prophesied. 
Oh, I know you've been waiting for 20 years, but there's something shaking in the earth. And God is about to bring to pass the thing that he spoke over you. I wish somebody would. The lamb, take your seats. I feel the anointing. Oh, come on and praise him. I know I got a few more plates, but just open your mouth because you can feel it shifting right here. You can feel it lining up right The lamb, don't quicken. Because when you quicken, I remember resurrection power. Every time you quicken, it's a sign that God's word is still working. It's still pushing on the tapestry of... Please sit down. But every... Quicken. I'm still alive. Wait, my spirit is still alive. Y'all not saying it. My anointing is still alive. Every time he walks by. Take your seats. The devil, listen, take your seats. The devil doesn't want you to be persuaded about the victory that's coming. That's why you ought to jump on your feet and just open your mouth and scream at the top of your lungs. Go ahead and give him a heart attack. Go ahead and give him a conniption. Huh. Why are you praising him with all you going through? Because I still believe God. Why are you making so much noise and you ain't got no money in the bank? Because the cattle on a thousand hills still belongs to... Take your seats. The lamb agreed to be slain from the foundation of the world. Take your seats. Let me get through this. I'm almost done. I'm going to give you three points. Huh? What was that, Angie? Was that a... Did he just remind you of another reason to praise him? I'm trying to... See? That's right. Even that, sometimes you just got to walk. She just, I looked at her. She's just shaking her head. Just pacing back and forth. And that's what it's going to be like when the breakthrough comes. Your hands going to be lifted. You're going to be shaking your head. Tears going to be coming down your face. You're going to say, God, I can't believe you did it. I wish somebody would praise him in advance. Because, God, I can't, I can't believe. I'm sorry, but we're breakthrough people. Let me get through this. I'm almost done. I got to get you out of here by 1230. Talking about redemption's love story. Hardwired for victory. Uh, I wish somebody would dance right there. We got... Wait. Take your seats. I just wanted to make sure you were still plugged in. Because you can't be hardwired and not feel the wave when it hits. That means I'm not depending on no spiritual Wi-Fi. I'm plugged all the way in. I'm plugged all the way in. Y'all better help Graham's praise Praise him, Sanaya.
Come on, show your neighbor what victory looks like. Nothing but... Oh, there's another wave. You don't got to wait for three points. You can praise him right now because you know how it's going to end. The enemy hits you with his best shot. But you're hardwired. Let me get through this. Pull your neighbor down. Wait. Pull him down. Deacon Andre, pull the man of God down. Tashara, sit down. Elders, y'all sit down. Hardwire. 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 Hardwired. I feel electricity. I said I feel electricity. I gotta get through it. Take your seats. Sit down. Take your seats. Sit down. Listen, let me... Sit. You don't have a seat. So then praise him in place. She said, I ain't got no seat. So while I'm standing here, since I got to stand, I'm going to let the world know I'm hardwired for this victory. Y'all crazy. I got to preach the... I gotta get to the, the scripture part. Sit down. The lamb, listen. The lamb agreed, take your seats, to be slain from the foundation of the world. And the word of God declares we are delivered by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Watch this. You don't get a testimony until after you have survived the test. This means that the test, God, I felt something push when I said it. It means that the test is an indication of what your testimony is yet to reveal. Listen, all you got to do, if you find yourself in a test right here, come on, come on, listen. Before you flunk out, all you have to do is look back at the test and investigate it because the test is pregnant with the testimony. That means that the entire circumstance has been rigged and you can skip to the end to see the result because God doesn't put you in a test, watch this, that he did not prepare you to pass. And so you might be used to failing in school, but that's all right. You got a new season because if you're in a fiery test right now, you might as well go to dance it because there's one like the son of man in the midst of the fire and you're... And you're coming out with victory. Wait. You have got, watch this. I gotta, I gotta say, you have got to uncover the prophecy that's hidden in this circumstance. Listen. The devil's trying to get you tripped up on the fact that you're in a trial. But what he did not account for was that you're already hardwired for victory. See, watch. See, listen, listen, listen. If you, if you get victory, something can take victory. But if you're hardwired for victory, no matter where I go, victory's going to show up. No matter where I walk, victory's going to manifest. No matter what 
I wish three people would open your mouth and praise it. Wait. You've got to, listen, you've got to uncover the prophecy that's hidden in the circumstances. Listen, if you sit down, I can get through it a little better. Because if you stand up, I get nervous and I start yelling. Listen, it's Resurrection Sunday, the day we commemorate it. But before you can get to the resurrection, you got to deal with Jesus' crucifixion. Uh, some of y'all want resurrection power, but you won't let God kill what needs to die. And this is what happened. See, because, oh God, help me. Help me, Lord. The only thing that God needed to redeem us was the blood. But he didn't just prick Jesus to get blood. All he needed was blood. Without the shedding of blood, there's no. All he needed was for the blood to flow. He didn't just prick him to get the blood, but he killed all of them. Listen, there's some stuff in you that has got to die. And there's stuff in you that's not supposed to die that's going to die anyway. But in three days, it's going to be resurrected. You better make sure that what's supposed to remain can go through the death, the burial, and the resurrection. Because it doesn't get to come to a place of rulership until it conquers death. Stop resisting what has to die and lay down and die. Because I'm promising you, there's a, there's a resurrection. Open your mouth and praise I got to get, listen, sit, sit, sit. Jesus was subjected to death. He got sent to hell, but he did not allow the circumstance to dictate the reality. His prophecy dictated the reality. By all intents and purposes, he suffered a defeat and his enemy won. Because the enemy successfully killed him like he told him he was going to do. And he took his soul into the realm of hell, which was the domain where Satan had all authority. But there was a clause at work. Somebody asked me what it was. While he was in hell, Jesus preached through the adversity. Wait a minute. Why? Not because he wanted to have revival, but because he had to remind himself that the word had already become flesh in him and that he was already hardwired for victory. So this meant death, where is your sting? Grave, where is your victory? Well, he was in death and he was in the grave, but even in the midst of the hell that he had to experience, it could not hold him captive because the word that he was going to resurrect was already in manifestation. This is why I'm preaching to you the good news that on Resurrection Sunday that you can just praise him like a mad woman, like a mad man, because no matter what your circumstance is trying to tell you, there is a word that's already at work through you you have already become a word that has been made flesh and just because you showed up just like Jesus showed up in hell the Bible says he preached to the spirits that were in prison I don't know who this is for but God dropped you in a prison not to incarcerate you but to free you all you gotta do is begin to open your mouth in the midst of the prison y'all not helping and prophesy Go ahead and preach. Go ahead and declare. Go ahead and tell the doors to open. Wait. Lord, help me. Jesus had to preach to the spirits in prison that although you've been here for a millennia, although you didn't see the promise fulfilled in your lifetime, the mere fact that I showed up is proof that what you believe retroactively is being credited to your account. It's all right if you just start believing right now in the midst of the trial. You can still praise him because as long wait 
me say this. He said to them, in a couple of days, there's going to be a resurrection. Even though you died without seeing the promise fulfilled, I'm here to tell you what is recorded because I am the living word. This is what he said. He said, I'm an epistle to be read of men, which makes me proof that this redemption really works. And this is why you cannot divorce the hell that God has written in your life for you to endure. Because as much as you have cried about it, as much as you have wept over it, the reality is it's not about you. Because there's somebody in the back of the church in the corner whose name you don't even know that's been taking notes on your journey. I know y'all don't want her. They've been watching how you've come to church and you praised them and they saw you catch the bus to church. They've been watching you dance when you had to catch the Uber home and you didn't even have enough money to buy dinner. They watched your heart be broken, but they saw you lifting up holy hands saying, God, I still trust you because God has to permit you to be read of men. I don't know who I'm prophesying to, but it's time for you to make up your mind that you're living. Say, I'm going to live through it. I got to give you the points. I'm done. Wait. I got to skip over this. Let me give you this. Point number one. In the text, the scripture says in our exegetical text, 1 Peter 3, it says, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. Listen to me. Listen to me. We talked about how God used the foolishness of preaching to confound the wisdom of men. It doesn't make sense that he relegates your eternal salvation to your ability to believe in a preached message, but he did. It is an indictment against our intellect and sophistication to think that we can be back in good graces with God and experience redemption without the blood of Jesus Christ. Our message, what we preach, what we believe is foolishness only to the people who are, but to us who are being saved, it is the, it is the power of God. Watch this. Number one, redemption's qualification. You've got to be unjust in order for the justice of Christ's atonement to work for you. Now, I'm supposed to be preaching this, but y'all know I'm tired. Huh? You've got to be unjust in order for the justice of Christ's atonement to work for you. So what does this mean? Agree with your adversary quickly. Because the more wicked you are, watch this, the more the redemption really works for you. See, people really think they're one-upping on you. when they've been holding records that God has already expunged. What they don't account for, listen to this, is that I get to admit that I am unrighteous and in need of Christ in order to be justified. See, the first level of salvation is you got to repent. You got to admit that there is a reason why you are coming to the Lord and you are seeking his forgiveness and his cleansing. See, the people who can acknowledge that there's a reason are the people that are going to bust hell wide open. Because in all of their sophistication and their religiosity, the thing that they forgot was that they're self-righteous and they don't have the righteousness of Christ. So while they think they're judging you, the reality is they're condemning themselves straight to hell. The Bible says that the two people that were at the altar, the one that said, God, I'm glad I'm not like this sinner. I fast three times a week and I give all my money to the poor. The other man would not as much as lift his head up. He said, God, just have mercy on me. The scripture says the one that had enough sense to say, God, have mercy, leaves justified while the other one leaves condemned. Go ahead with your record. 
go ahead with your report go ahead with your inquisition because redemption is only looking for the people that are qualified to be redeemed how do I know if I'm qualified because we were all shaped in sin and in iniquity we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and when I call upon the Lord I can be what saved this is the qualification number two redemption's reach it would have been enough if he just let me be at the altar when I came to the point of seeking the Lord I'm in the text we would all testify that that's a great salvation the day that we had enough spirituality to come to the altar because we were deep and contrite we would come to the altar with tears and say God thank you for saving me but the reality is, is that redemption's reach goes beyond the altar. The scripture says that redemption went all the way into hell to find the souls that were in prison. I don't know who I'm preaching to. But you're about to get the greatest deliverance of your life because you're not perpetrating a fraud. You are admitting where you really are. Yeah. See, redemption has to be able to locate you in the place where it has been apportioned to reach. It reached all the way into hell. It says that he went to the spirits that were imprisoned and the spirits that were disobedient. And Ephesians says that those who are disobedient are the ones that walk, walk according to the prince in the power of the air. So that means the more jacked up the situation was the greater the power of redemption you get to experience listen to this don't let nobody count you out because you've sinned differently than them uh, i know we got on sunday's best and easter's glam today but the reality is everybody has been somewhere where they weren't supposed to be and if it wasn't for the grace of god i wish i had three people that could open their mouth and say redemption reached all the way into hell to find me don't pass go don't collect two hundred dollars don't get out of jail free thank you redemption for fun here's the last and third point redemption's qualification i had to be unjust i had to be jacked up number two redemption's reach it didn't just come to the altar to get me but went all the way into the pit of hell to get me and number three is redemption's mystery the text says that through the resurrection of jesus christ now y'all know i'm really supposed to be preaching this but i'm gonna teach it because i can't breathe listen the text says that through the resurrection of jesus christ who has gone into heaven oh god help me <laughs> and is at the right hand of god with angels and authorities and powers having been made subject to him that was to be expected. Somebody say expected. Because Jesus Christ was righteous. He was holy. He was just. He was without sin. But redemption's mystery is this. It's not that the Lord Jesus received his seat at the right hand of the Father. Redemption's mystery, Pastor Aaron, is that as jacked up as we are, we are seated in the same seat with Christ. The scripture says that we are an heir of God and a joint heir of Christ and that we are seated with him in the heavenly places, far above principalities and powers. This means that the manifold wisdom of God is made known by the church to the princes and powers in heavenly places. The scripture also declares what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him. You've made him a little lower than the, but the Hebrew says a little lower than the Elohim silver and gold the apostle said I do not have but such as I have I give unto you in the name of Jesus Christ Jesus said behold thou art Peter and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail he said and I have given you the keys to the kingdom of heaven Y'all know I'm trying to preach it to the best of my ability, but the point is, it's no mystery that Jesus wound up in the seat with all power, but the mystery is that we are seated with him with the same dominion. It's time for you to just dust yourself off and recognize that if God washed you in the blood and he seated, with, he seated you with him in heavenly places, that he didn't just put you there for arm candy, but he put you there to have utter dominion. 
And so the moment you recognize, come on, get out of your inferiority complex. Get out of your insecurity syndrome and recognize that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And that as you open your mouth and begin to decree a thing, that it has to come to pass according to what you say. I know you don't believe it, but I dare you in the next 21 days to begin to open your mouth and prophesy to your circumstance and command it to shift not from where you are in the earth but from where you're seated in heavenly places recognize the power of the throne recognize the enforcement of your seat somebody open your mouth and give them a shout he told him whatsoever you bind on earth is bound in heaven I know a lot of y'all been playing games and intercessory prayer trying to play around with the power but the reality is is that if he's giving you the certificate that the power has got to work whatsoever you bind on earth it's got to be bound in heaven who am I preaching to it's time for you to come into the fullness of who you really are It's time for you to stop playing games with the anointing that you almost died for. It's time for you to recognize that the oil that's on him is the same oil that's on you. And I'm preaching to a body of believers that's ready to step in to redemption's power, redemption's qualification, redemption's reach, and redemption's mystery because you're coming in to your next season. You're coming in to your next phase. There's a greater breakthrough than you've ever experienced that's about to hit your life. I need 10 people that believe this word to open your mouth and to declare that everything's changing because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I need seven people to open your mouth and go to praise it because victory is your portion you've been hardwired for success you've been hardwired for victory you've been hardwired for dominion give them a shout come on and praise them I'm done y'all I'm done Everybody standing. Redemption's love story is that we have been not just bought back because you can be bought back and still have nothing. He can redeem you from the enemy and you have no dividends or benefits but hardwired for victory. Y'all know that song? I got evidence. I got confidence. My name is victory. Next time you try to get approved for something that they denied you for, just put victory on the application. Just, Just write it in the memo. Watch, I'm telling you. Just type it in the, that my name is victory. Hardwired. Hardwired. Y'all know my strength is gone, but we need to open our mouths and praise him. Hardwired. Everywhere, Evangelist Warren, we show up. There's victory. It does not matter the magnitude of defeat that was experienced before we came on the scene. But when we show up, victory walked in the room. Jesus Christ is the 
image of the invisible God. He is the incarnation of our God. This is what makes Christianity so unique because whereas other religions, the attempt is to teach you how to navigate through life by following a set of rules and principles and some of them do that. Some got you hitting ching ching and meditating in front of the Buddha and all of this stuff. Christianity is not about principles and successful living. It's about redemption. It's about redemption. Have you ever been to a funeral before? Unfortunately, most of us, most of us have. And I don't know if you've ever looked at a deceased body in a casket. But if you've ever had the opportunity to really look, you know that that person is no longer there. They're no longer there. What animated them, what made them alive, what gave them their personality, that voice, that warmth, it's not there. And if it's not there, it had to go somewhere. Which leads me to believe that there's more to us than just this clay. There's more to us than just this flesh. But there's a spirit. There's, there's an eternal part of us. Christianity is the only belief system, the only faith that deals with your redemption. See, the Bible says in the first Peter scripture that Jesus... <clears throat> was the just who died for the unjust. He became the sacrifice for our sins to bring us back to God. Peter said specifically, to bring us back to God, which means that without his blood, there is no reconnectivity to the Father. I don't care if you pray 10 times a day facing the east. If you don't believe in the sacrifice that God set in motion to reclaim you, then there's no sacrifice. See, man has always had their attempts to get to God or to get God to do it their way. But the reality is, is that he prescribed for us such a great salvation that all you have to do is believe. It's not a certain socioeconomic status. It's not the amount of money you give. It's, it's not even what you do for the poor. Your salvation experience begins when you believe. Imagine the magnitude of people that are going to miss out on redemption because they could not muster up the brain power to believe. If we had told them to run through hoops and to do all these calisthenics, perhaps they would have. But it's as simple as saying, Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the incarnation of God and that you shed your blood for me to be saved. I believe that you are exactly who this Bible says you are. With no alteration. See, I can't sit at, and, and, and this is okay in a Christian church to say this because I'm unapologetically Christian. I'm, I'm not Christian, uh, you know, hiding. This is a Christian church. This is why I can't sit at a table with people that subscribe to other religious beliefs and say it's the same God. No, it's not. It's not the same deity. Not at all. Your deity doesn't have a son that became the sacrifice. Well, how do we know? Read your book. Your deity told you what he was. Our book was sealed. You couldn't add to or take away from the words of that prophecy without a curse. Your deity started talking after. Yahweh already closed his book. His canon was already sealed. He didn't need another revelation. Watch this. Latter-day Saints, he didn't need another testament. The one he had was good. 
y'all don't be deceived listen 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 because it's not about church membership and attendance it's about where your soul goes the day your body gives up the ghost because only one deity is coming to grab you the one you served the one you follow is coming to grab you and you better hope that you were worshiping the right one it's resurrection Sunday I'm done we are redeemed because of the blood of Jesus Christ it's such a great salvation he loves us enough to become the sacrifice for us she want to preach can we lift our hands up father we thank you if you've never made the decision to invite Jesus into your heart if you've never asked him to be lord over your life I gotta let you go it's 1250 let's repeat this prayer lord Jesus I come to you unjust a sinner in need of redemption in need of salvation I acknowledge my fault I acknowledge my iniquity I acknowledge my transgression but I acknowledge that you are Lord I confess to you that I believe that you walked on this earth that you lived a sinless life that you were the ultimate sacrifice to buy my salvation I accept your blood as the sacrifice for my sin I accept your death as the penalty for my sin and I accept your resurrection as my future destination be my Lord be my God be my Savior and I will serve you and follow you all the days of my life now Satan I renounce you I will not serve you I break covenant with you I break ties with you I break every agreement with you I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus by his blood amen and amen See?